Hi, this is Richard Swart with Information Security Media Group, publishers of BankInfoSecurity.com and CUInfoSecurity.com. Today we'll be speaking with Mr. Jeff Barden, the CISO for Investors Bank and Trust. Jeff has held top secret clearances while breaking codes and ciphers and performing Arabic language translation serving in the United States Air Force and at the NSA, and also served as an armored scout platoon leader and army officer. He has worked in leadership positions in several organizations, most notably with Hanover Insurance Group, General Electric, Lockheed Martin, and Marriott International. Jeff was recently awarded the 2007 RSA Conference Award for Excellence in the Field of Security Practices. The Barton-led security team from Hanover Insurance also won the 2007 SC Magazine Award for Best Security Team. Jeff is currently the CISO for a Fortune 100 financial services firm and holds CISSP, CISM, and NSA IIM certifications. Today, Mr. Barton has agreed to discuss the need for information security training and education for employees at financial institutions. Well, Jeff, you are known for your innovative and effective training programs. Could you tell us about the approaches you have used and what has made them so successful? Sure, Richard. I think um, some of the things I've been able to do is use different media types uh, throughout the awareness and training program, so different multimedia types to, to get the message across. And by that, I mean uh, using different seminars out there, timely seminars, uh, some that are regularly scheduled, others that are timely depending upon issues we see in, in the uh, environment on a regular basis with the social engineering calls that may pop up. We have awareness days. Uh, we also perform annual training that corresponds with testing that uh, folks have to take and pass. We put out posters, uh, flash animation on the Internet, pop-up screens off our site as well uh, on, that reflect the same posters that we put out physically. We have email announcements that we'll send out uh, to folks with links back to policies or, or other trainings. Uh, with web postings out there. We've even made uh, bookmarks you know, for people to uh, use in their, their books or manuals in-house. There's a lot of how-tos as well on how to use uh, a WinZip or how to apply a password to a Word or Excel or a PowerPoint file, how to use Adobe Acrobat and the security features. And one of the other things that we've uh, really been successful in is rewarding positive behavior and communicating that. If someone uh, does the right thing with respect to training and awareness, we like to let people know uh, that they have done the right thing and make them kind of a poster child for uh, a positive reinforcement. Now, is your training and awareness delivered to all the employees in your organization? We do deliver it to all employees. It's required. Uh, it's sent out to all these folks. In addition, we may also extend this to third-party uh, uh, folks such as developers or others in-house who are consultants. Uh, it depends on, on the type of training offered, but it is definitely for all employees. Are there particular topics that a manager of security at a financial institution should focus on when developing their training programs? Uh, financial institutions definitely should focus on anti-money laundering and fraud type trainings, as well as uh, Graham Leach Bliley and Gliba trainings. There are definitely two that must be trained upon and tested, and we do do that. In addition, there are others that we've expanded into on privacy areas, um, performing risk assessments and building security into the systems development lifecycle, a little more technically focused, talking about how to build meaningful metrics uh, that expands within the security area and privacy and compliance. We've also held brown bag lunches around uh, CISSP training, uh, 
for more technical staff as well. But one of the ones that we seem to continue to, to um, teach over and over again is social engineering. We get a lot of phone calls from outside or people posing as someone they're not trying to gain access. Um, pretty much your all your technical controls will be for naught if you have social engineering occur in your environment. So we, we try and push heavily on the social engineering. Are there particular challenges that you face when training bank employees or employees of financial institutions in information security, and what are some of the sources of those challenges? The challenges are really, it's not so much the training. It's getting people to act upon what they've learned is what we find are the biggest difficulties. We can train people and have them take the test, but if they don't practice what they have just learned, and practices over time, we find it difficult. Therefore, we need to have the different media types uh, to to get people to maintain their level of awareness and vigilance and actually to execute what they've learned. One of the things we've done and, and another media type is using a Jeopardy screen and, uh, developed through PowerPoint and the Staples It's Easy button to actually hold data protection Jeopardy class, different information security. Uh, Jeopardy classes. So the most difficult point, though, is really getting people to execute and to take seriously that uh, they need to really do what they've learned and execute this, therefore the, the focus on rewarding the positive behavior. Some of the things we've tried to do that we've not been successful in is to try and build this into people's um, management by objectives, uh, their MBOs, or through the appraisal process, somehow we've got compliance, privacy, and information security aligned as a value that uh, people are measured upon. And what has been the challenge in implementing the the MBO process that you were talking about? The challenge there is, is you need senior level support to incorporate this into, into the MBOs. So it's got to be taken seriously at the top level. Um, it also needs to be seen as something that is done, but that will not impact revenue-generating type objectives that people have. So getting them to understand that it is part and parcel of revenue-generating objectives, that it should be seen as a, a corporate value, that's usually the most difficult part. You need to have people at the top exhibiting the same behavior and communicating that out for you and then building it in to the objective process with HR so that uh, it is a solid core value of the company. Now, aside from this sort of instilling a culture of security at the highest levels, what are some of the challenges, or I should say, what are some of the differences in the training that senior people need in information security as they move up the career ladder? I'd say at the, at the beginning, if you're just starting out in information security as a, as a new professional, you should really focus on your technical background. A lot of folks will focus so exclusively on infrastructure, and you need to also focus on software development side of the house a very solid technical background that covers as much as possible of the IT infrastructure is key. And again, software development is, you know, should be a focus. I think there also should be some training in the international side, whether it's new professionals or existing, as more and more of our sourcing is done offshore, uh, whether it's India, China, or even it's starting to expand in South America as well. So having a, an understanding of different cultures of different regulations that are not just nationwide but also international is something that uh, both newly minted security professionals and existing folks should uh, really learn about 
when it comes to the business and learning the business, it is absolutely required for an information security professional to learn about the business, learn the competitors of uh, their business and what they're doing, uh, learn the risk appetite of the business and what risks they are willing to accept and which ones they're not. Those are key things I think you should focus on. So that, like, if you sum this up, a real solid technical background, whether you're, you're new or not, should have that international focus, the regulatory and statutory environments, uh, national as well as international, and then learning the business and having a solid understanding of the business and the overall risk appetite and all the things going on in the business around you and the competitors of what they're doing. For someone just starting out, it sounds like they really need to have a solid technical foundation, but what should they do after that? I mean, what's the career path look like if someone wants to aspire to be a CISO such as yourself? Do they need to go get an MBA? Should they go to law school, continue technical training? What's you know, what's a career objective or a career path for someone who wants to move up well, in terms of training? Well, Richard, you mentioned an MBA, and I think that is – is a very smart move. A lot of folks will will focus on uh, a master's in information security or information assurance, such as those um, proposed by uh, the National Security Agency has this program where different colleges and universities are offering masters in information assurance. Those aren't bad, mind you, but in a very high end of the business, having a master's uh, in business administration with possibly a minor in information security or in technology or an international focus on that is definitely where I think things should go. Too often, information security professionals will focus exclusively on the technical background, and uh, they then see, and others see, information security is is solely a technical issue, and it's not. I look at the technology side as really maybe about 20% of the issue. There's policy, procedure, and there's working with people that are absolutely critical to making this happen. Having an MBA that focuses on the business and gives you the background to understand business uh, is, is where I would go next with respect to receiving a master's degree. Uh, going out and getting a, a certification such as a CISSP or a CISM, that is more general in management, is solid uh, to go after. There are more specific ones out there in the marketplace. But if you're going to grow, I think, into a more management ranks and move towards the CISL level, you should keep it more broadly focused in a management-type certification than specific technical area. Well, it sounds like the role of a CISO is undergoing some evolution, especially based on the things you're talking about, internationalization and compliance. Is it your impression that the role of a CIO and the CISO are changing in general? Um, and what would be some of those changes and what impact does that have or an information security officer? Well, I think when you focus on the CIO, traditional CIOs were really focused inwardly on uh, enterprise or the ERP-type systems and financial systems. More CIOs today that I'm looking at in the financial space are really focused on revenue-generating, Internet-focused, Internet-facing applications. So they're really driving and pushing risk to generate revenue. In the past, they were more concerned with, again, the internal focus. So I see a, a CIO today is really more of a, a VP of product management um, and engineering type that is generating revenue. I think there's some conflicts there with focusing on the internal side. Now, that's got impact on the CISO from the perspective that the CIO is pushing out new applications that generate risk while the CISO is trying to mitigate or limit the risk. 
So there is a, a natural uh, conflict between a CIO and a CISO. I would like to see more CISOs not reporting into the CIO, but actually on a peer level with the, uh, the CIO, reporting into some other function. That could be uh, an enterprise risk management type grouping in-house or a risk committee. It could be uh, something of that nature, but reporting directly into the technology side, again, minimizes the position when it should be more focused on risk, because ultimately, information security is really business risk. And in the, in the financial services space, aligning it right next to credit risk, financial risk, Basel II type issues is where it should be, allowing C-level folks to look at it as a business risk along with the rest of the risk in the company and make decisions on mitigation strategies, transference of the risk or acceptance of it in that uh, from that view. Excellent information. It sounds like the roles of these positions really truly are evolving and that information security officers today do need to have a well-rounded and uh, well-developed sense of business acumen. Well, thank you for your time today, Jeff. It's been an excellent interview, and thank you for providing such useful information to our listeners. Thanks very much, Richard. You have right. a good day. All right. Well, thank you for listening to another podcast with Information Security and Media Group. To listen to a selection of other podcasts or to find other educational content regarding information security for the banking and finance community, you can visit www.bankinfosecurity.com or www.cuinfosecurity.com.